This is a crypto finance podcast. We are holding internal knowledge sessions and publish selected episodes to share our know-how and experience with you. So I want to talk about the halving. It's of course an, an current topic. The next halving is expected to be on 11th of uh, May, which is we have the 16th of April, so less than a month. And I will not go into valuation models around that. That would be a whole other session. I would probably be the wrong person to talk about that. But I will be more talking about the foundations. Why do we have, have that? What is it about? Uh, would be begin fairly basic. In the beginning, Bitcoin had 50 BTC reward per block, so per 10 minutes. Uh, you know, as, a, as an emission schedule, that makes sense to reduce that over time. At least if you're aiming for a deflationary nature of the currency, which Bitcoin is reducing that, there would have been a few different options. Satoshi chose to reduce immediately. So reduce from 50 to 25 to 12.5. And what's the next now happening in May is to 6.25. Instead of halving every roughly four years, I will come to that in a second. Instead of halving every four years, maybe reducing exponentially by in each block that is found. Why would that be a bad idea to do? The reason behind that is is actually fairly simple. The reason behind that is that that you would have all kinds of, of rounding issues. Uh, and it would really be a pity if blocks are not being accepted, if we maybe even have changed it, because um, the block reward being one Satoshi off. So it does make sense to have it stable. And if it makes sense to have it stable, then you could still argue, okay, why not? reduced by um, square root of 1.4 or something, by a factor of 1.4 every um, every two years, but by a factor of two every four years. Uh, but that's then like arbitrary. Bitcoin halves every 210,000 blocks. So we are uh, now at block 630,000 uh, mid-May. If you calculate that with uh, with 10 minutes per block, Actually, it's not precisely four years. It's 3.993 years. It's a um, slight misnomer. But in reality, the previous halving cycle, Bitcoin started on 8th of January um, 2009. Uh, and the previous halvings were at uh, 28th of November 2012, at 9th of July 2016, and at 11th, now the expected next one is at 11th of May 2020. So this is far from every four years or every 3.993 years, it's significantly shorter than that. Does anybody have an idea why that is? Yeah, because the block times are not 10 minutes exactly, always at this exact same. Sure, but they should be on average. So what, uh, what, what plays in there? The difficulty is that just at every two weeks, then maybe that's just not enough. But this no, actually, yeah. what, what Piro said, that blocks are not perfectly every 10 minutes. Yes, they are not perfectly every 10 minutes. They might be shorter, they might be longer, but in order to really are to be that much often consistently being, uh, being earlier than four years, uh, there needs to be something else except for randomness. Right? And that something else does indeed have to, be, have to do with the difficulty adjustment. Um, was an interesting thought that, uh, that people added there. Um, I'm actually not quite sure what would happen, uh, what happens in Bitcoin Cash, which have a blo- um, difficulty adjustment after each block. Uh, what happens there uh, if they are on average closer to 10 minutes than Bitcoin is? I don't think so. Intuitively, I don't think so. 
but it's, it's of course just that, that if you have an increase in difficulty, uh, say just for the sake of the argument, we, we, we double the hash rate just, uh, just after difficulty readjustment happened, we double the hash rate. Then the next, um, the next period, I mean, um, one difficulty adjustment is every 2016 blocks, which comes down to 14 days. So the 2016 blocks at double the hash rate after the difficulty adjustment would happen within seven days and not within 14 days. You would then immediately adjust the difficulty so that uh, without a further increase in hash rate, uh, the next 2016 blocks take two weeks. But at the same time, we, we just won seven days. We are seven days ahead of schedule. So this is what happens, uh, why we are significantly faster than that. We, it just happened by, uh, if you have an, an ever increasing um, hash rate, then you will ever be for, forever be, be ahead of schedule. And I think How often does that happen? Does it happen in the frequency you mentioned or is that just an example? No, the being off by a factor of two, of course, does not happen, happen so often. But the difficulty yeah. adjustment period is 2016 blocks. That, yeah. that was not a random number, that's the actual number, which if it would be perfect 10 minutes, would be precisely uh, 14 days. Yeah, got it. Okay, and I think that if you, yeah, well, I would probably have to do the math um, with pen and paper, uh, but I think it comes down to exactly the same uh, if you do the block adjustment after every block. Um, Bitcoin Cash does that. I will actually come to that later in, the, uh, in this session again. But Bitcoin Cash uh, changed to having a block difficulty adjustment after each block. You're always using the the average of the of the previous 2016 blocks. Uh, so also there, if you've been faster a week before, uh, this this comes down to you getting a difficulty increase and having been uh, below the the proper difficulty for a while. So actually, let's play a bit of numerology. If you have a difficulty adjustment every 2016 blocks, so getting a an odd number. Uh, in order to be precisely at 14 days. I mean, the, the choice is not 2,100 blocks or 2,000 blocks, which would be roughly two weeks, but it's 2,016 blocks so that it's precisely two weeks. But at the same time, the, the, the number is an even number, 210,000 blocks at 3.993 years. What's the difference there? Why, why is it important to have this two-week difficulty adjustment precisely at 14 days? And it's not important for, uh, for, the, for the halving time, but instead, um, it's, I mean, instead Satoshi chose a round number there, 210,000, which is oddly specific, um, just a few zeros away from 21 million Bitcoin that are being, eventually being mined. It's because for the difficulty adjustment, you adjust something to this two weeks. You adjust the difficulty such that if this difficulty would have been valid in the previous period, you would have precisely ended up at two weeks. So you can argue, was the previous one longer than, than two weeks? Um, then we have to decrease the difficulty. Was it shorter than two weeks? Then we have to increase the difficulty. It's just very easy to talk about this time frame. While for, um, for the block reward uh, change, that's not important at all. It just happens from time to time. And it doesn't have to be at round times. It makes more sense to have it at round numbers. Funnily enough, though, because 210,000 is not a multiple of 2016, a halving will not coincide with the difficulty readjustment. So there are a few odd choices in this. 
And for some of them, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if they are really intentional or if, if those are weird, uh, weird quirks. Okay, so in the beginning, we, ended, we began at 50 Bitcoin. And one question that comes, or one, one number that comes quite often is, uh, the last Satoshi will be mined in the year 2140. And when you half, 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 then for a while you have one Satoshi um, block reward. And I always get the question, uh, what happens after that? Why would miners still be incentivized to mine after that? And actually I find that an odd question to ask. Why not ask why would miners still mine if the block reward is just one Satoshi or two Satoshi or four or eight, 16 Satoshi? Why would miners mine at that point in time? It's not worth it either way. The response is obviously that you, the miners don't just get the block reward, they also get the fees. So uh, looking at the previous halvings, I mentioned those, November 2012, July 2016, and now the upcoming May 2020, the, the reduction of the block reward was not to 50% if you count in the fees as well. Actually, in, in 2012, it was from 50.2 Bitcoin to 25.2 Bitcoin. There were 0.2 Bitcoin per block fees on average. So we had a reduction to 50.2%. Not quite far away from 50%, but I guess it, it, makes, it, it brings the argument home. In 2016, it was from 25.28 to 12.78. So reduction um, to 50.5%. And this time it will roughly be to 50.6 or 50.7%. Uh, and as, the, as the, the base reward, the subsidy goes down, uh, this number will actually go up so that uh, at some point you will not really notice the reduction of the block reward because you make your money on the fees anyway. So what will happen at the halving? You will really from one block to the next, the blockchain will pay out half the reward. We will set instead of 12.5, will be 6.25 plus fees. In order to see what happens, in particular, I might be interested in looking at how will miners react to that. It's, of course, tempting to look at previous cases where this happened, right? And if you, if you say, okay, I, I get half the reward, roughly half the reward, then it might not be profitable anymore for miners, or let's not even talk about profitable. It might be below the cost of electricity for some miners. So even if you, if you, if you do not consider the cost of buying the hardware, uh, for some miners, it might be that you have to put in more electricity more money into the electricity than you get out in Bitcoin. So you might consider that the hash rate drops as a consequence of, of the halving. Other arguments are that the price doubles. I, I don't buy into that. And again, I don't want to go into valuation models. But, but if, you, if you look at that, then, then this is not what happened in the past. If you look at 2012 and 2016, then the, if the hash rate went just straight through. We had exponential growth before the halving, after the halving, and the speed of the exponential growth did not even decrease. We were in a very different situation, though. And in 2012, uh, that was roughly around the time when, um, when ASICs were a thing. You could buy commercial ASICs, but not very many of them were like, established, were rolled out. There was very much of a time when when the technology ramped up for allowing mining to begin with. It was very competitive, of course, to, to get to that hardware. But for those that, that created this hardware, they could get a significant share. And with half the reward, mining was 
still profitable for those that had the decent hardware because they were was was very fast very fast development in the hardware market in 2016 you you cannot find the the point of the halving in in a chart if you uh, if you look at the hash rate um, over time it just goes straight through exponentially the reason though is that uh, that mining before the last two mining was very profitable for those that that did have proper hardware and proper setup. This might not be the case currently. Uh, I do not want to go too much into, into mining as a business. We did have a dedicated education session about that before, but uh, just looking, very roughly looking at when did, um, when did price drops lead to decrease in hash rate. This only happened twice in the past. And most notably, it did not happen in January 18 when the price dropped from 19,600 to 9,000 within like a month. Uh, the hash rate did not go down. So even though you, you get half the, half the rewards, similar to how we have now from a financial point of view, there was no drop in hash rate at all. Reason there was that the, uh, that the growth to 19,600 uh, was just briefly before that. And the calculations of miners were uh, still yeah, still made on, on the pre-19,000 uh, levels. So all the, all the economic considerations were still very much valid for the, for the point before. There were only two occurrences where a price drop led to, to, de to decrease in difficulty. Uh, and that was in November 2018, when we had this sudden drop from 6,400 to, to, to 3,500. Uh, was followed by a drop of 29% in the hash rate. And it happened now on 10th of March to 20th of March, so a month ago, uh, when we had the drop from 9,200 to 5,000. That came uh, with a drop, with a 21% drop in, in hash rate, which tells you that, that somewhere between 9,200 and 5,000, quite a large percentage of miners already had to switch off their hardware. So what happens now when, when we are, where we are currently 7,000, uh, 7,000 US dollar, uh, when we drop the reward by 50%, this will certainly uh, kick off a few miners that are no longer covering their electricity. There are a few nice articles about that can do the calculations based on which miner do you operate, what electricity price do you have, will you still cover your cost of electricity? And very roughly for an S9, for example, in order to be profitable at a price or in order to break even for the electricity um, at a price at $7,000, you have to pay 5.5 uh, cent for your electricity, which is certainly possible in places around the world. But if now the halving cut, um, cuts in and you get only half the reward, this also means that three cent electricity you're no longer profitable for an s17 uh, numbers are of course different but a large percentage of the mining still happens on an s9 and will probably be shut down so if it's not if uh, if we will not really get many insights about about this um, having from looking at the previous ones four and eight years ago maybe it's worthwhile to look at Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV that did their uh, their respective block halvings slightly before Bitcoin because they have a different difficulty adjustment algorithm. Um, it happened on 8th of April for Bitcoin Cash and 10th of April for Bitcoin SV. Or yeah, let's let's see what what happened when when they did the halving. So for Bitcoin Cash that led 
temporarily, slightly back up again, but it led to an 83% drop in hash rate. For Bitcoin SV, it led to a 39% drop in hash rate. Um, is that not a sign of what's, what's about to come for Bitcoin? 83% um, drop would be quite dramatic because 83% to 80%, so it takes five times longer, would mean that the, that the next retargeting happens uh, not in two weeks, but in 10 weeks. And for 10 weeks, we would only have about 20% uh, of the current speed, so not have one block every 10 minutes, but have one block every 50 minutes. That would be substantial. Why do I not think that this will happen? Well, it's, it's quite easy. For Bitcoin Cash, the hash rate did have a place to go. And when, when there was a, the, the shock of a reduction of 50% in reward in Bitcoin Cash, miners could just switch over to Bitcoin. Bitcoin has 90, around 95 there, so um, some, some weird oscillation, the hash rate distribution that I'm also not going to talk about but uh, roughly around 95% of the hash rate. So picking up the remaining hash rate of Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Cash SV is not a big deal. So how is it likely going to play out? Probably, very likely, um, some of the miners will just switch off completely, or probably they will move over to Bitcoin Cash for a few days and then switch off. So Bitcoin Cash will have a jump in hash rate for a few days. And after that, we will probably lose I do not want to make a concrete prediction, but I would not be surprised to see double-digit percent of, of hash rate just being shut off. But then again, we, we from time to time have double-digit percent gain in hash rate, just usual, just because more hash rate came online. Uh, and I'm quite certain that this will roughly offset or that we are maybe at 10, 15, 20% down not 80% down for sure. So the next difficulty adjustment will not happen within two weeks, but within like 16, 17 days. Uh, and after that, we are basically back to normal with the operation of the network. Uh, one thing that was significantly different last time in 2016 to the, to the halving now uh, is also the exchange infrastructure. When, when reading through articles, that was quite fun to do, when reading through articles that dealt with the expectations to the halving in 2016, uh, somewhat a recurring theme was, oh yeah, there is a drop in price now before the halving. This is probably miners selling off from their treasury in order to, to have cash available to guarantee operations for some time after the halving. And this sounds like, like a fine argument, uh, nothing to argue against that. But at the same time, is this really how the... Um, how the market worked back then and is that really how the market still works now because now we do have futures for bitcoin that were not around in 2016 so i would expect that that mining operations don't really operate treasury anymore and do discretionary trading that but that is, is fully hedged um, into the future and this would of course be very interesting to see if that leads to, to tighter um, handling of the situation this time Maybe one thing to mention, I wrote that down, but I forgot to mention it before. That one other thing that is different this time, which is probably the reason why uh, this time we might be closer to cost break even of the existing miners, is that we, had, we never had a, uh, a drop in price prior to halving. 
Uh, this is, of course, not quite true. I literally said that a few sentences ago that, that there were small that there were drops prior to the halving, uh, which came as a surprise to everybody who does valuation models like stock to flow. For, for, for them, it would more be the expectation that already before the halving, people price in the decline in, uh, in supply after the halving and the price rises before. So people try to find an argument for those price drops, but those price drops were actually quite minor. These price drops were really 2012. The price drop dropped from $12 to $11, slightly before the halving. Uh, and then slightly after the halving, um, it went from $13 straight up to 250 So I would not consider this drop from 12 to 11 so something to even talk about. Uh, 2016, similar, it went from 770 to 700 in the weeks before the halving, and then basically went from, from 567 slightly after the halving, to the famous 19,600, more or less straight through. Took a while, took uh, slightly longer than a year. Uh, but was a more or less continuous uphill. This, of course, does not really compare to the 9,200 to 5,000 drop that we had right now. And we were at levels around 9,000 to 10,000 for a while now, which, which kind of um, this being on these levels for a while also means that this, these levels might enter the, um, the expectations and the calculations of the profitability of, um, of mining operations. So anything below there, there might be mining operations that were rationally founded, uh, that are profitable around 9,000, maybe slightly below that, but are not profitable around 7,000 or, or now even going into the halving. Okay, if there are no other questions, um, then thank you very much for your attention. This episode was brought to you by Crypto Finance. We are happy to receive comments and feedback. Email your thoughts to research at cryptofinance.ch.